You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Whenever I listen to that intro, I still have to smile, Anna. You're so cute when you... Because uh, you make fun of me. Well, and I took the outtake and made the... Because it was the best one, right? Sure. <laughs> who really oh, cares who the host is? Here. <laughs> Read this. Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Of course, Anna, my beautiful wife, is with me. Uh, it's been a little while. We took a bit of a break. And I think very, very fittingly, the topic of today's <laughs> conversation is going to be called... Is going to be called. It's going to be... Managing overwhelmed. Oh my goodness. Can you tell me how? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm going to listen to you really good. Well, I, well, I'm not sure that we've cracked the code, but I think we've really moved the needle on we where don't we give were. up. Well, compared to where we were two months ago, someone would call us fools. <laughs> we get called a lot of things. <laughs> but that's another podcast. Oh my goodness. Instant, I mean, we, we, family. when we met, when I met you, mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> you're going to go back to that. <laughs> well, that is the beginning, right? There's always a beginning, Terry. <laughs> it, it never stays there. Okay. <laughs> Things evolve. <laughs> we just don't know where they're going. Is this a touchy subject? <laughs> no, I know what you're going to say. No, it's just our lives were very simple, very you focused. To, you were focused it, on, you on your business. You know what's funny? You used you didn't get any more sleep then than you do now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Actually, I worked a lot, didn't I? Yeah. You used to never take any days off or any time off. And um, and now you do to, to play with your beautiful children. <laughs> <laughs> My dogs. And, and, and no, I think, uh, you know, you know, we're like all single people, you know, we were kind of going in the direction we wanted to go doing the things we wanted to do with our mm -hmm. life. Right. And then we got married and well, we dated for four well, years. We dated for, yeah. I always thought it was five. You say it's four. Um, yeah, it was. We're going to have that conversation. Like, yeah, no, we bought the Buick in 68. You know what? You're really not great with, um, dates. So trust me on that. I, I got to give that to you. <laughs> if you say it's four, it's four. But we, we dated for, I think, an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. um, four years. Longer than the typical uh, two drinks and a hot night in, in, in a hotel room <laughs> that you get in Vegas. Right. But um, That's because we did that before. It didn't work out. So we wanted to make sure. <laughs> We're going to stretch this one out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll find out where sure. the holes are. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had a pretty, I mean, I was busy. You know, you were very, very busy. But we were doing things that were our things right mm -hmm. it wasn't like we had anybody else's things tied into our things oh you have the luxury to be selfish no. when you don't have any kids selfish focused no well, i mean you not, don't have selfish to worry about in a, not selfish in a bad way just selfish meaning you put yourself first no right. matter what right. you know and then you're in a relationship and you have equal amounts of yourself and and your partner but when you well and that's a point that's family. a point that i want to bring up actually but i'll, I'll, I'll wait a minute okay but, but that's the thing is, is when you get together with somebody you know your lives come together and so their priorities obviously affect your life too right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh and that was i think uh the the more and more we took on you know the first the first big thing was was we got married mm-hmm and I remember we went to Brazil 
for the reception. We went through, we didn't plan on a reception. Your parents just kind of surprised us with I that. I know. They yeah, they like really any nice reason to party. to party. They're Brazilian, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, in the morning after the reception, I wake up and, and there's Anna sitting at the table with a, a, a collection. Uh, I don't remember that. Female family members discussing reversing my vasectomy and <laughs> how we're going to have children and I didn't think that was ever on the table. That but. is so untrue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not untrue no, that we're remember, talking about it, but remember, you and I had talked about it. I remember coming out and these women sort of look at me and then just turn their heads back and like I didn't exist. It's just like I'm a dog in the corner. We're going to get them neutered, unneutered, you know, whatever. Unneutered. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's when it started. And it was just like, okay, I've already had my kids. I've got grandkids now. I don't know that I want to start down that road. And mm -hmm. And uh, sure. incidentally, we're here now uh, <laughs> just before this pod. We were about to start the podcast and we got a call from Katie and Emma's adoption worker. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to start that process very soon. I guess Monday, right? Next week. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So that's finger processes. Oh, yeah. Monday. Yeah. Fingerprints and medicals and whatnot. But um, well, all that stuff. So that's about to be finalized. Soon. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, and we still have Jesse. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't know how long. But we still have Jesse, and uh, um, right now it looks like adoption is off the table with him, yeah, with Jesse. But uh, the thing is, though, is that having these three kids here, and they're now now we've got three almost. Well, we got two three year olds, and he's going to be three in August. So it's like, three, yeah, so we got three that are all kind of the same age. Two months away from it's me absolute mayhem here last night was so fun but it's to so watch awesome them. though yes it's just so awesome they were having a dance party and terry and i were just sitting at the dining room table sipping on some wine and watching them have Wait, so waiting, much waiting for fun. the candle to blow out <laughs> <laughs> they're playing and hide got and stronger seek. and stronger and stronger it was 11 o'clock at well, night no, and then i was bouncing the soccer ball off my head and then emma laughed so hard right? I know. And, and then the other two had to jump in on it, so it was bouncing balls off my head and free entertainment yeah that's well not so free it's almost like the old days, except for the bouncing the balls off the head, right? Yeah. Sitting there having a glass of wine at night as we wind down, gazing romantically into each other's eyes. Actually, it's more tiredly now. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to get up? No, do you want to get up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were just watching. Yeah. But the kid, my point is the kids have been probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. You know, even though I'm, I'm creeping up on 60 here in, a, in another month. I'll be 60. Yep. And uh, never, <laughs> never wrote this in my book of wishes or, or, you know, when you take, when you make your goals, your long-term goals it's and stuff like that. how God has different plans for your life. Sometimes. Yeah. He just, he's getting me back for a lot of stuff I did when I was young, I think. <laughs> and Terry always said, Hey, if you're going to have kids, let's have a boy because they're a lot easier <laughs> about to adopt two girls <laughs> yeah. i said i said that's it you know i just if we're gonna have kids we want i, want, I would like a boy yeah you, know? you and, did say that and uh <laughs> god says sure i think god's brazilian i think he's latin do you yeah oh sure <laughs> you said you want a boy okay you'll get two girls 
There, we'll be yeah, happy. Ten months apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's probably probably part of your God's probably part of your family, right? Your family's so big. <laughs> probably. Has he ever come to a Sunday spaghetti dinner over you the last thirty years? It, it, there's so many people there that I probably could <laughs> God be. could be there, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, probably is with that family. They're great people, but but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the kids have been. It's it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, it just it gives you a whole purpose instead of sitting around and thinking, okay, you know, how do we wind it down? <laughs> you know, right. Um, there's no winding down. We're no, because I'm ready paying for, for college now. Years. <laughs> yeah, I'm paying for college. I'll be 80 paying for college, you know, <laughs> and weddings. and Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's it's good. I, I have no regrets at all. Really, really enjoy it. It's, well, but it's tough. It's really, really tough. It is. And that has been, um, I think, the, the biggest challenge is not the kids, but it's the set of challenges of managing your entire life when you add kids, you know, and three, three of them. And, and just um, to lay some groundwork here, we, we also have a business that we've had for 10 years. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the business is in the last couple of years has really, we've really kind of nailed it. Expanded. We've, we've gotten better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we, Decided because before that we were kind of thinking of you know weaning it off or keeping it small and kind of right. a hobby little fun thing and it know, was always my hobby and, and it was going to be you retired had a and, different yeah, career yeah, yeah and I had a career and we were going to retire and then when it became about well let's have kids you know um, we decided to expand the business yeah. I don't know if it was let's have kids or I want kids or <laughs> I can't you probably remember better than me. Yeah, I remember when you told me, you know, I really would like to have some kids. Oh, you did. That's what you I actually remember, and I quote, I've always wanted five kids. I'm going to move over here because the lightning's going to hit you. No, did you not say you wanted five kids? At one point in my life, I we wanted, when I was more. young, I wanted five kids. We just need two more. Actually, we've got, I've got two more. I've got a grown boy and a grown girl. Well, but you don't get to raise I've them. got my five. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Let's just settle that right now. I'm going on record. We are done. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I just want to say this. When we get those calls, it's never me that becomes a softie. Like, oh, we should probably take this call. Listen, I don't think any human being <laughs> can take those calls or read these files and yeah. think, you know, ah, pfft. Yeah. You know, I'm no, good. No, I'm too busy. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I want to go camping. You know, these are little lives, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like Katie and Emma. They, we had Katie and Emma for mm-hmm. seven months. They were transitioning to a former foster family who and were going to adopt them. the most difficult seven months of our lives. No question, because the girls had been very traumatized. And, and then we were not prepared for that. No. And we had <clears throat> zero help with uh, any kind of therapy or anything like that because they were always about to go. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're going soon, you know? And so, no, there was nothing available to us. And so it was was a very difficult seven months. I blame all my gray hair on those seven months. I blame it on you. (laughs) (laughs) And then they laughed. I blame it on all those Brazilian chicks sitting around the table the night after my reception. And then they laughed and we were like... Putting evil thoughts in your head. Oh, this feels... Pretty empty. And then Jesse well, was like, they, who am I going to play with? No, but in fairness, it was the last month before they left, 
when they we finally found our groove. Yes. Well, and we found it, or they became they started to trust us, right? And got more comfortable, and then they get whisked away, right? Yeah. And and then they were supposed to that other family was supposed to adopt them. And that was going to be the end of it. And then... Um, Four months later, they're like, no. Yeah, and I remember like we, you were just telling the adoption work. I just had this feeling and I said, Anna, check with the worker and let him know that if something happens, yeah. to let us know. And I'm like, did Nothing's you have happen. anything to drink? Because <laughs> are you actually saying those words? You just call me over here to tell me that. <laughs> but I then, thought you were crazy when you said that to me. Well, it's just that... You felt it. You know, and the th- that's the thing, you know, with, with doing this thing, there's a million reasons. There's a Brazilian reasons why <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> we should not be doing this. Right. Um, and I think there's just one really, really good one. And what it is, is just put yourself in, in the shoes of those little kids. And with Katie and Emma, there is literally not a soul in the world that cares about them mm-hmm. other than us. Yeah. And there's no way I can look at myself in the mirror. Will it shorten my life? There's a very good chance of that, right? <laughs> Is it going to be what, you know, financially changes the whole scope of the rest of, literally the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But so the choice is to give up everything I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, like um, little... Umbrella drinks in Mexico and... Yeah, or big umbrella drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we wanted, to, we wanted to travel. I wanted to write books. You know, there's all yeah. these things we wanted to do. And, um, you know, the primary thing now is going to be raising kids, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing it is, is I would gladly give up what's left of my life so that these little girls have a chance at, at theirs. And in, they've been here, what, three months yeah, and I mean, it was, it was, it was, they came yeah. back, and I, this is so sad for a three year old, but a three year old was thankful yeah. that she was back here. A three year old should never feel thankful. I know. You know, over and something then, like that. But the thing of it is, is. And it, then she would worry anytime she would behave badly, that yeah. she would worry that she would get shipped. sent away. Yeah. And so that has been the biggest challenge since they. Got back Last here. Last night she to, was asking about that. I know. You know, and that's the thing is, is that these kids are traumatized. These kids now have, they've been in, I think this is their sixth or seventh move, mm-hmm. you know, six or seventh yeah. in three years. Right. <laughs> you know, and so she's right to think that. And so the thing is, is that uh, we're committed. We, when, when they came back to us, we told them this is not a test drive yeah. where, where our intentions are to adopt them no matter what. Yeah, and so we've been through the no matter what, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see some daylight. The girls are really coming into their own, mm-hmm. and uh, that week in California was it last week or two weeks ago? I can't even remember. Last week. <laughs> well, we went out there for it was supposed to be me working for three days, and two days we were going to have fun with the kids, right? Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> mercifully we got some rain, so I didn't. I only had to work two days, right? But uh, it was just so awesome for them it was a really good family bonding experience and it really has given them a lot of like they both changed so much towards us it's like they really trust that they're not going anywhere and they're starting to own it you know like that this is their home these are their puppies but leading up to that trip and that's kind of the topic you know going back to the topic today is uh and we're going to talk about that trip 
and what we learned from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's really where we found the, okay, we need to do a podcast about this. Right. Was that trip was the catalyst for all that. And mm-hmm. what it was is we were just absolutely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We've got a business with employees. We still got Jesse in that case is very complex and very difficult. And it, it we, robs us a lot of sleep. <laughs> sleep, happiness, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stress involved there. Yep. Um, there's, uh, you know, the business is going great, mm-hmm. but we've we found the holes in our relationship as business partners. Right. You know, whenever you stress something, that's when you start to find the leaks and we found lots of holes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've had to shore those up and, and, and of course that impacts your marriage. And so we've had to shore that up. We have to make some decisions. What do we want to do? Right. We shored that up. And so, and, and none of these things are unique to us. Right. Because I know other couples being, Married to somebody, you with your significant other, and being business partners is extremely hard. And if anybody's an entrepreneur out there, <laughs> and your partners with your with your with your partner with your significant other, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, because how you talk to somebody about business, especially when things don't get done or you know don't get done right or problems, mistake, any problems, problems, any kind yeah. of problems. Uh, you know, you, and then you have to shut that off and let's say, hey, let's hold hands or let's make love or let's go out on our date tonight. Right. It's like, I'd rather be with anybody in the world, but you right now, <laughs> you know, until I process this anger or frustration or whatever it is. Right. And it creates walls. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it certainly did that in our relationship. We've got a great friendship. We have a great relationship and a great marriage, mm-hmm. but it, there were some holes there. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's not easy <laughs> Uh, to have like to wear so many different hats, you know, and on top of it, when you have that amount of pressure and then you have two people, they're just, I mean, just think about if you go to work and even if you love your job, you still have conflict with your boss or with your coworker or different ways of doing things. Customers, anything. Yeah. And then usually you come home and you vent, Mm -hmm. but you can't really vent if all of those problems is with that person. And it's like, I don't really want to talk to you right now. (laughs) So everything gets shoved down inside. And so you've got a meter there that goes from one to 10 and it's like, lose my mind at 10. Right. And you know, if you wake up in the morning uh, with all this unprocessed stress, all Mm -hmm. these problems, all this leftover from the day and the week and the month and the years before, you know, you're waking up at seven or eight. And then you have three people asking you 32 questions a right. minute. And everybody wants something and it's all different. And, and I want the right ball, now. I want the ball, I want the ball. And, you know, <laughs> you just crapped your pants. Come here, let me change your diaper. No, I didn't crap my pants. You know? Yeah. And then running around. And so anyway, it's just three little kids, two dogs, managing a house, managing a business together, um, seeing things that, are really important to us. Like our fitness is really important to us. And in the last two and a half years, he we haven't really been able to string it. together, a, yeah. you know, a whole month of consistent training. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because we have foster kids and, uh, and our kids are considered special needs. Right. And, you know, we can't just get a babysitter. Right. Uh, first of all, getting a babysitter for three is a challenge, but, <laughs> <laughs> but for our kids, because the needs are very special, it's, you can't just get a babysitter. We mm-hmm. have Elaine, my my ex is is their yeah. non primary caregiver. Um, 
Thank God for Elaine. Thank God for Elaine. Uh, <laughs> she lives in Florida, but part of the year she's out here because she works out uh, on the West Coast a lot. So she just stays with us. We have two master bedrooms in our house, thank goodness. And she takes over the one and uh, she saves her life every time she comes into town. Yeah. But we don't get dates. We went on a date. Monday. Monday. When was the last time? You no, remember hold on. everything. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Last time. We went out for Mexican food. That was our date. Yeah. Right? <laughs> for two hours. And it was good. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah. when's the last time before that? I don't even know. See, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't even know. And, and that's part of the problem too. There's no balance in our life. Mm -hmm. So with all of this stuff, and, and again, this is not unique to us. No, because I posted a picture and a friend of mine saw it and she's like, it makes me so happy to see that because when we had foster kids, mm -hmm. we never ever went on dates. Right. So she had them for almost a year mm -hmm. and they never went on dates and you pay the price, you know, mm -hmm. uh, their story is different. They ended up, things didn't go well and they closed their license. Um, uh, for different reasons, but the thing is, is that I know that after that they had to work really hard on, you know, rebuilding their marriage. So, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the hardest things to do when you're a parent is to prioritize dates and to make sure that when you go on a date, you're not talking about your kids, kids. and work <laughs> yeah, and your work. Yeah. But so, how many times have we done that where we said, okay, we're not going to talk about kids and work. Let's just drive. Let's just drive to the gym. Right. And let's, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. And it's um, like, um. <laughs> crickets. You know, it's the first silent moment we have yeah. in the day. Yeah. You know? But that's just it. It's just like, I, I don't even know because that's all my brain is it's doing. It's all consuming. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, what I've noticed is that it's practice. So if you start practicing right. that, like on, on Sunday, we were able to go to a, the Mexican restaurant and not talk about kids or work. Right. Or however long we were out, you know, and so, hey, we're able to do that. And it mm -hmm. was so great. Um, and but so you this need is to be, you know, focused on doing that. Well, and that's the thing, you know, managing or being overwhelmed, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the solution is to get out to escape. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To, to find escapes somehow, escapes yeah. in your day and like that. And, and the thing of it is, is that what we've learned is that just compounds the problem because whatever it is, if you've got a hundred things to do in a day, realistic number, if you've got 20 things, yeah. you know, 25 things you got to do in a day is probably pretty standard for, for my workload. Yours is a little bit different, but not less consuming. And so if you got those 25 things and I take two hours and go, whatever, watch a movie, I still have those 25 things to do. Right. Now and we so, have less time to do So them. I just to get less <laughs> sleep or, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so that's the thing. And so, you know, we learned some things. And I think the most important was going to California for that week, having a big work week planned. Um, the first day was meetings. Mm -hmm. We went to the first meeting and the other two meetings became moot. Right. So we didn't need to do those went down, got settled in the hotel, and it's like, okay, we got free time. Right. Because we're away from home. We've only scheduled that today. We got free time. So we didn't have the 20 things on the list. Yeah. And so we just kind of settled in, and we got into the kids and each other, and it was kind of fun. We had fun. Um, then the other day that we got rained out, and it was supposed to be a shooting day, video and pictures, and it was going to be a full day, we had a whole day. Mm -hmm. And again, it was, uh, so what do we do? And, and so the thing is, is, what I 
what I what dawned on me is okay, the sun is still went up, still went down, whether I do these things or not. And so the thing of it is, is I looked at it and go, okay, which of these things is a priority in my life right now? Which made me step back even further and go, okay, <clears throat> I'm 60 years old. What's important to me right now? And what's important to me is God, uh, my marriage, okay, um, my business, because without that I can't provide for my kids, but my kids will always take precedence over the business. Mm -hmm. you know, other than, of course, you got, you got to go to work, right? Uh, and so those are the first four things. Anything beyond that mm -hmm. is optional. There's a lot of noise that takes up time. But, but everything beyond that is the yeah. stuff that takes up all the time. Yeah. Because the kids go without, the business goes without, yeah. and our marriage goes without, and God goes without right. to do stuff that is not important to me in terms of my life. If I'm going to go back and go, what did I do with the last 20 years of my life? Uh-huh. I'm not going to remember this stuff that's consuming all my time. Yeah. And it's usually something somebody else wants or thinks they need. Right. And you're the only person in the world their, that can do it for them. Or their drama. Right. You know, or stuff that's just non-essential stuff. Yeah. You know, is it part of your goal? What is your dream and your goal? What do you want to, where do you want to be in 20 years? Mm -hmm. And so sitting down and just going back to that, what is the number one most important thing in my life? God. Mm -hmm. Number two is you, my marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is kids in business mm -hmm. and everything else comes after that, right? Or kids in business, family sort of thing, right? Uh, and everything else comes after that. And so by doing that, I could look at my list of 20 things and probably eliminate 17 of them. Right. You know, is this is not important to do today. I'll get to it if I've got spare time. Mm -hmm. Now, spare time comes after time with you, time doing my devotions, reading the Bible, going to church, stuff that we do, uh, playing with my kids, meeting their needs, you know, preparing stuff, whatever they need, and, and, and then the business, taking care of the business and the work and making sure everything there is done. Now, then you take each one of those and go, okay, what's the most important thing? So it's reprioritizing, just reorganizing and reprioritizing. Because there's so much of it, I have to use a to-do list. Mm -hmm. So I use an app called Wonderlist and everything, if it's not in Wonderlist, it's never going to happen. If it's not in the Wonderlist or a calendar, it's never going to happen. Right. And that's just the way I live my life. And by doing that, it seems like a lot, but by doing that takes all the stress away of trying to figure out what to do next or, oh gosh, I forgot to do this. So every night, I set up my Wonderlist, prioritize everything for the next day. And if it's not on there, it's not going to get done. Mm -hmm. and everything gets a red star that absolutely has to get done because it's high priority. The other stuff is optional. It definitely has changed my life since you introduced me to that, and I started using, even for things that normally um, I would never put on a to-do list, you know, uh, things like make breakfast or whatever, pack lunches, um, but when it's there, it's just easier to figure out the time frame that you need to get ready in the morning, you know, things well, like that. And also you look at that and you go, okay, where's my time going today? I yeah. say these are my priorities. Now let's make that actionable. Let's put that into real life, right? Mm -hmm. And if I've got 10 things that are to do with the kids and I've got no time spent with you that day, mm -hmm. I, you know, we can say, well, you can let it go one day. Well, then if you do that, there's it's easier no to balance. let it go another day. Yeah. There's no balance that day. Yeah. 
And so I need that time with you. I need that validation. I need to give you validation. We need that intimacy. We need to know that, okay, we're doing all this stuff, that everything is a problem and difficult. Mm-hmm. And with kids, you know, it's 90% difficult, you know, refereeing and maintenance and feeding and crying yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's, the, you know, for that 10% of absolute joy when somebody gives you a big hug and kisses right. you or, or laughs and smiles or whatever, right? Yeah. 10% makes the 90% all worth it, you know. But the thing of it is, is that am I, is, is my day balanced? Right. So I can look at that to-do list and go, is my day balanced? Mm-hmm. If it's not balanced, and I had to do this last night because I was looking at a 16-hour day today at work. Yeah. And I had to stop and say, okay, so that's going to mess up the rest of my week. Right. I'm not going to see my kids. I'm not going to spend time with you. And you know what? Not doing it. Right. Somebody's going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. And so they just have to wait. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that's kind of how I started to manage it. And the difference is, is I don't get everything done that I maybe got done before but I don't feel like I want to jump off a bridge and I'm not asking myself, okay, really, is this, is this what 70 is going to be? Is this what 65 is going to be? Is, right. Like, am I happy? Right. Because I wasn't happy. Yeah. Before we went to California, I was not happy. Before we went to California, you were not happy. Yeah. You're just overwhelmed. Right. You know, you're, you're just, just overwhelmed. Surviving. You're just shoveling and shoveling as fast as you can and realizing, you know what, maybe sinking isn't so bad <laughs> you know, after a while. <laughs> You know yeah. what? And, no, and and I agree. I think that, you know, and, and that's what time away does. It, it gives you perspective. Yeah. Because when you're in your routine and in your rut and it, it and it's like saying, Oh, we don't have money to do this. Yeah, but every day we go to Lifetime Cafe and we spend twenty dollars. On the kids. Yeah, on mac and cheese and whatever, little snacks, right? That's twenty dollars a day. That's six hundred dollars that we can set aside for what three nights in california right playing on the beach right and so and the kids ask to go to the beach every day now oh my god they had such a good time no mommy i don't want to go to school i want to go go to the the beach beach. (laughs) because to them you just get in the car and then you get out you you play on your play on the ipad and then you get out and you're at the beach so it's kind of the same as going to school right I'm like, me too. Yeah. I don't want to go to work. I want to go to the beach. <laughs> but the other thing was, and this is where the holes showed up in our relationship, is that when the heat gets on, we start, and I think people have a tendency to do this because you run faster on your own than you do with somebody else. Right. And so, you know, the communication that we need in business so that we're moving forward in the same direction, doing the same thing, and there's no misunderstandings. Um one of the things that we had to stop doing is having, and this is, this is going to sound nuts, but trust me, it will save your marriage is we stop talking about business when you're driving in the car. Do, yeah. Everything now is a meeting. You got something to say, right. make a note and call a meeting. Yeah. And then we have meetings and okay, this is a business meeting. We go into the business meeting. So you're not dealing with screaming kids in between that or barking dogs oh, or somebody impossible. calling you on the phone or something yeah. like that. You're focused on the business thing. You got patience. You got laser focus. You make better decisions. And the business meeting is professional, but you're not stressed out by the extra stuff. Yeah. Right. So we stopped doing that. So we have business meetings. We use an app called Slack to communicate with each other about our ideas or any thoughts we have or stuff that we're doing. 
and and that. So we, if you we, think of something and you're afraid you're going to forget, you, you just don't write say it, it there, right? You just say it, write it in Slack. Yeah. And then we have our business meetings, and we have meetings every day now. Yeah. You know, and and, and our business really well. has it's night and day what is done for our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is communication now. Because every time you bring up business, business is always a problem. It's problems and solutions. That's all right. business is, right? And so every time, so you got screaming kids, you're starving hungry, you're going to the gym, you, traffic, you, you know, somebody's on the phone, somebody's texting you. Right. You know, and then, and then somebody flops a problem on your lap. It's like, you know, enough already. And so right away you're starting that business meeting with a tremendous amount of stress. Mm-hmm. When you call a business meeting and everybody else is someplace else, you're just quiet, you're focused on that one thing, you make better decisions, and there's no stress. Yeah. It's just problems and solutions. Yeah. So that was one of the big things. Communication is absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. And it's not just communicate the important things, but it's communicate for the sake of the other person. Right. You know, letting them know where you're at, how you're feeling, what's going on with the kids, what you did with the kids. You know, nothing worse than Katie comes burning around the corner. Daddy, can I have an orange? Sure, honey. You know, I just told her she can't have an orange. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I don't sound like that. No, no, no. You, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have more of an accent. <laughs> but, but no, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. And especially because they're very good at doing that. You yes. know, like. Yeah. And then and you, you just said, come, no, I'll go over here. Now it's like you come around. Okay, daddy, I just told Katie she can't have anything, can't have an orange because they're this and this and this. Okay, sounds good. And right. then And then she sees that we are strong and united. Yeah. She stops trying to pull that crap after a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> and every kid does that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they all do. All three of them do it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so communication is huge. Uh, managing your priorities is, is vital, uh, and making sure that when you set up your to do's for the next day and your schedule for the next day, that's where you get the balance. The balance doesn't come at the end of the day when there's some spare time because there never is. Right. I don't care what you're doing. There's never a spare time. Yeah. Okay. And so what you do is you have to factor that balance in Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to schedule that as well. Absolutely important to do that. It has completely changed our lives. And Everything, like the stress level is like, I wouldn't say zero, but it's it's not 15 anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, you know it's, it's very manageable. Very, very manageable. And, and, I and always you, enjoy know, your, you enjoy life more. Yeah, and I know there's that point in the time in the day when I'm going to get to just hang out with you mm-hmm. and do something, or I'm going to go, like I, I'm really enjoying my walks with the dogs at night now because it's just 15 minutes, 20 minutes that I can just... Be, be alone. Yeah. And I love being alone. I'm an introvert. Yeah. yeah oddly yeah. enough. And, and so, and so we get that time, you know, mm-hmm. um, you factor in time for a nice bath and glass of wine and, you know, whatever it is. Right. And whatever so it is that floats my boat. <laughs> floats your I'm butt. like, have a bath that floats your butt. I'm like, do I factor in bath time? I, I, I need to do that. <laughs> no, you know what, what, what I do and I don't feel bad about it is when, uh, when they're off school mm-hmm. and we go to the gym to work out, I give myself some time of not talking to anybody, of not, and 
doing basically like whatever I want. If I want to watch a video on YouTube or if I want to read something or mm -hmm. things that I never get to do throughout the day because I am always meeting somebody else's needs. It could be the kids, it could be the business, you know, it could be us. But I used to feel guilty, but I'm like, no, like this is my 30 minutes, like you said about walking the dogs, you know, this is my 30 minutes because even when I'm working out, I am not one of those people that, that that's my stress relief. Like right. that to me takes focus, takes dedication. It takes, it, it's really rewarding. No, you're always, always waiting for them to page you because somebody crapped your pants. Yeah, and, whatever it is. So, you know, when, when, we, when go, we say somebody crapped their pants, we're referring to our children. Well, not, not random people in the gym. That's not our <laughs> responsibility. Okay. No. And that's another thing. Like we have three-year-olds, one soon to be three that are still in diapers. And what people judge us sometimes don't understand is that when you have trauma in your life, yeah. There's a lot of delays. It doesn't mean that they're going to be 18 and wearing diapers. It just means that right now... They might be 80 wearing diapers. <laughs> they might be. Not 18. Um, they are a little bit behind the developmental curve in some areas. In the other areas, they are actually ahead of the curve because yeah. they have... All of Life our kids, experience. all of our kids have got that where they're very far ahead, very advanced in, in some, some areas and yeah. some ease in delayed. And this is, you know, going back to our earlier conversation, that's the problem with babysitters because behavior may present itself as bad behavior, but it's, it's not bad behavior. It's right. a marker for something else. And we've had people here that, oh, you got to get better. No, right. it's not. That's it. what you think you're seeing is not what you're seeing because right. the, the, the backstory is different. That, and, and that presents a really good point because, um, like I said, you know, last year we didn't have any help with Cadence. And she's the one that has the most, I would say, behavior problems. Mm -hmm. um, and she went through the most. Um, and we had to. Well, and all, all three all, of our kids are considered special needs. Right. That's what we just heard on the right. phone. Uh, we always think of special needs, you know, somebody on a wheelchair or handicapped, or handicapped or, yeah. somewhere. And it, it, no, trauma creates a special needs. Um, so we did our own research on ways to help her. Mm -hmm. And we also consulted with Jesse's therapist because they wouldn't provide us with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so we, we started applying these techniques and it's hard on us to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's even harder when people look at you like you're abusing this child because she's screaming well, or either, crying. Either you're abusing this child or you're not disciplining these child. Right, you know? one of the two, yeah. yeah. And, and it can look either, depending. Um, and so when they came back, we were both like, okay, you know, let's bond with them and let's not be too strict or whatever. And all of her behaviors, at, at first they were gone because we, we had what was called the honeymoon period. But then they all started to come back and we finally got a really excellent therapist. And the first day she was here, she, we're, I'm discussing that with her. And I'm like, you know, I'm not using this technique anymore. And she's like, oh no. She's like, if you don't, she's going to escalate. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, like we start using again and it gets worse before it gets better. Right. And then bam, it's like she completely 
it, it hit her and she's like, oh, I get it. It's like a fever breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden she just changed. And what it is, is it's, it's- And it was tough because we were at the pool one day and I had a really good friend of mine with me and she had to watch me discipline her, you know, and I'm like, I know this seems like very harsh for a small deviation, but she needs this. And she came back this, and she saw how Cadence is, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I get it. I yeah. get what you're saying." You know, so but that's, it's, a, that's, a, that's another stress, though. Is, it is is that anybody that is around us, whether it's family members, you know, everybody's got an opinion on how to raise your kids, right? Right, and that's true with anybody. Anybody, and, yeah, right. But the thing of it is, with with kids that have been traumatized, behavior presents itself differently and you have to sometimes not all the time but you have to deal with it differently right and so now when you say harsh what it is is something that you may say honey don't do that right they go on a timeout right that's exactly that's the it. ultimate punishment is yeah a yeah yeah uh, uh, and that's it like <clears throat> maybe the the what she did somebody else wouldn't mm-hmm. put her on timeout for that yep. but we we had to just to get here and now we have a child that is relaxed mm-hmm. and that she feels at home and, and she, she knows her back, boundaries she was covered in eczema i know just so stressed out now she doesn't she hasn't had eczema for a long long time yeah she's happy she's laughing she's a lot of her behaviors have, have diminished if if not gone away my sister was saying but it's, it all goes back to just anger yeah uh mistrust uh, fear. fear, 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 anger, and mistrust. Yeah. And so it just takes time. And, and like anything in life it, on the good days, aren't when she, she, she improves the trust builds on the good days, but it's those bad times, those difficult times mm-hmm. is when the greatest amount of growth occurs. And, and then that's exactly it. And then there's the fact that if we are stressed because of business, they pick up on our stress. They don't know why we're stressed, right? Because right. they don't pay bills. They don't know anything. But they pick up that they're very sensitive to it because they've been through so much. And then their anxiety heightens. That's a trigger for them. There's a trigger. And and so then they start acting out and you are already at your limit. So you're at your limit and then they start acting out. Right. All three of them. Right. Badly. And so <laughs> and so that's the thing. It's just, you know, the, the foster child thing with kids that have been traumatized and and especially the girls, they've been very traumatized. Right. Um, you know, it, it's just a, a whole nother level of complexity. You know, yeah. imagine like just three kids. It, it's almost like having triplets. Yes. And then, and then two of them have been badly traumatized. Mm-hmm. And then when they interact badly with the other one, you know, there's... And, and he has been too, because a child, like any child that is removed from their mm-hmm. natural mother, there's that. And then there's the fact that he's three he doesn't completely understand but he knows there's something there that sometimes he feels not secure no, like like and, and, you, you know, know and again there was a, a visit that took place that we didn't know about they right. just took him out of school took him to this visit put him back in school and they didn't even bother telling us and mm-hmm. and so then he's losing his mind for days afterwards because mm-hmm. Why did we let this happen to him? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's stuff like that that occurs too, yeah. you know. And and so and and every time you introduce a new person into his life, um, that 
not sure. Maybe a biological relative, so they feel that there should be more of a bond there than there is. Right. Uh, and that becomes a stressful experience for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, because all of a sudden this person that he barely knows or, right. you know, wants to hold him and change his diaper and do things like that. And that's extremely stressful to him. Right. right? And so this is, this is what you get. And so, so this is why babysitters are hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's almost impossible to get a babysitter for any length of time. It can't be overnight unless it's Elaine because you have to be licensed. You have to have an FBI background check. Right. Uh, And so just to make it easier on us and the kids, we just don't do anything. But that, yeah, but that, but that's not a solution. No. Yeah. So we're, we're figuring all that out. So, but anyway, uh, we're learning. This has been a massive learning experience at a time when I wanted to pump the brakes and just sail off into the sunset you know, I've been on this extremely, we've both been on this extremely steep curve of learning, but it's been so beneficial right. and our life is so much better. Our business is doing so much better. Um, we're doing better. We need to get back in the gym on a consistent basis. The date night was amazing. The couple days at the beach was amazing. Well, I feel like we're back in the gym is just the difference is you're starting from scratch because yeah. you're older, you need more time to recover. Is You know, 10 years ago, if you were to get out of shape, you just... It's a couple of weeks. Yeah, you just go back, you start training hard. It's not like that, yeah. you know? You can't do the nap, you know, whatever you need, extra naps or whatever to recover. Well, I mean, honestly, we have a hard that. time getting two meals in in a day. Yeah. You know? So that's that's one of those things that, okay, you get hungry, you get overtired, you're not drinking enough water, mm-hmm. you know, you're living on coffee, you're doing all these things, it just compounds it. And that's where you got to pump the brakes and just go, okay, right. we got to do this differently. And, and that's where we came up with this. Okay, you know what? People might laugh at us, but you know what? We don't, we have meetings about business. Mm-hmm. Even though we live in the same house, we're married, we do not talk about business unless it's a meeting. And if somebody starts talking about business, is this a meeting? No. You're, you know, it, and so, so that's how it is. So if you're overwhelmed, take some time, step away from life mm-hmm. to get perspective. You'll be very surprised at what you'll see when you're able to just look at your routine from the outside and be like, you know what? I'm just kind of going with the flow and I'm not taking time to restructure and I can yeah. do this better. And then you come back and you feel like you're in control. And, and I think you got to control the things that you can control. Yeah. You, you organize yourself as best you can, create as many efficiencies as you can in your home. Just it gives you a, a minute here, two minutes there, five minutes here, you know, like that, and it adds up in the day. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is just control what you can control. We don't just have random conversations about things without saying, okay, I want to talk to you for 15 minutes about the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go and, and, and we, we plan that talk and we go have the talk. We don't just blurt it out because there's so many uncontrollable things that are happening that can escalate the tension that that cuts into that meeting. And so it's a very, nobody's the bad guy. Nobody said anything wrong, but there's one more problem and I can't deal with that right now. And Mm -hmm. so somebody says something rude or short or something like that. And then feelings get hurt. We may say something, we may not say something, but the, the hurt feelings don't go away. You don't have a time later on to deal with it and talk. Right. You know what I mean? And so the thing of it is by any important conversation, we now, 
organize a time for that Mm -hmm. and we okay we're going to have a meeting about that and and people think like really but you know what it changes everything yeah i have a lot of people contact me whatever it is is a photo shoot or this and that and i'm like you know i need to meet with terry about that and they're like really he's probably sitting right next to you yeah but but we don't talk about like we talk about what's happening in the moment and then we talk about things that keep us uplifted happy funny and that's how we spend our, our just impromptu conversations are positive, upbeat, happy, fun things. Mm-hmm. And that helps balance out the stress of business and three little kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then if we have to talk about something serious that has potential for being stressful or requires some focus, you know, we have a meeting for that. And yeah. in doing that, man, oh man, that just changed everything. Because now there is something to talk about other than kids and right. work. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now that time that we do talk about stuff, it's fun stuff. It's stuff that we enjoy or we think is funny or, you know what I mean? And it's really cool. We've got music on in the house again and kids are dancing and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's really done a complete 180. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we had to, you know, we got away for a few days. Uh, yeah, it was a work trip, but a lot of it was not work and we just got to enjoy our family. And, uh, and then, we, we got to say, okay, this we need more of this and less of that other hogwash. Because I did not. It's the first time ever. And I've lived in Vegas since 2002. It's the first time I said, I do not want to go back home. Right. You know? And it wasn't that. It's just I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And so we just came up with a better way. So hopefully this helps you guys out there. Um, life is stressful. Kids are stressful. Family, business, it's all very, very stressful. Um, finding a way to manage that stress, make your life better, make your marriage stronger, your relationship with your kids and family stronger. That's everything. Thanks for listening. We'll be back very soon with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. <laughs>